0: Hello, welcome to Shitty Podcast, and today I'm going to talk about living by example instead of condemning what you don't like. So in the last episode, I was kind of touched on is a little all over the place, um, but I was trying to. My point was mainly um, to focus on that the fact that a lot of people who call themselves Christians, and this is a lot of Christians over periods of time, part of the reason that I stayed away, um, put a lot of energy and effort on condemning people and making people feel guilty, um, and they do this by. They do this with scripture, which I think is even worse than if you just try to, you know, guilt trip somebody using using their own life. I think it's a lot worse to to try to make it like, well, um, you know, if you're, you're trying to use scripture to guilt trip somebody, you're basically trying to say, well, it's almost like you're saying God hates you. God hates that. Jesus hates you. These people who love that are supposed to love everybody. Hate you because you're just that bad. Um, I definitely think that's kind of the feeling people get when they when they when they feel condemned or get condemned by a Christian or by a church. Um, so I think the issue. I mean, using scripture as a way of making someone feel guilty. I don't think that's a good approach. I think it's much more meaningful to use your own life as an example. So, like, for example, I've never smoked cigarettes. So if I tell somebody, if I see somebody on the street and I go up to my go, you shouldn't be smoking cigarettes. I mean, as someone who's never smoked cigarettes, I don't know how hard it is to quit. I know people who've quit and it was Hard for them, but as someone who's never smoked them myself, I I can't really go up to them and go, Oh, yeah, you gotta stop because they're gonna go fuck off. Uh, Have you ever smoked cigarettes? No, so you don't know how hard it is to quit. Some shit like that. I hate e cigarettes, I like regular ones, whatever. They're gonna give you some reason because you don't understand, so you can't really explain how they're gonna quit and you can't explain the benefits of it. So I think it's a lot more meaningful to say. Oh, well, I used to be very lustful like I used to be very vain and materialistic like for me, I used to wear like a lot of extensions for a long well for a couple of years, not that long, but for a pretty long time, and really care about my makeup and how I look and wear a lot of tight clothes because I wanted attention. I wanted people to think I was like good looking and people to admire me for the way I looked and some people say, well good for you there's no harm in that because they don't understand that when you stop doing that it makes your life very different. It makes you attract different people. It makes you spend your time differently day to day. it makes you prioritize things differently and it kind of over the long term changes the way your mind works. it changes your tolerance for a lot of things. Meaning, like, if you have friends that are vain, just with my example, and and materialistic, you start to turn away from them because you can't relate, you know? (laughs) So, I mean, it's a lot easier after you've gone through it, like, gone from wearing a lot of tight clothes and extensions and makeup to not doing it. Now, if I tell somebody, oh, yeah, it's a lot, I used to be like you, you know, wearing tight clothes, but now I don't, and it's better because of ABC, and obviously, you can't just, like, you can't just say it like that, (laughs) because it's weird, (laughs) you know, obviously, you're human, you know, it's weird, but if you just are around someone a lot, and you are happy, people will start to say, oh, why are you always so happy? And of course, sometimes with this, people will go, well, because of God, oh, because of da, 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 which is true, of course, but to that person, just like with the smoker, just compare this to the initial example of smoking and smoker and non-smoker. Just like if if I tell someone it's much better to not smoke, but I never smoked, it's not as meaningful. It goes the same for telling people that you follow God and and that's better than what they're doing because they've never done it, so they don't understand why you're doing it. So it's like it's much better to initiate the conversation or the as or like the first point of contact. I'm like, why are you so happy? You can't just be like, oh, because the Lord Jesus helped me and I talk to him every night. Because you know, to to somebody who doesn't believe. That's too much. <laughs> they're not going to understand what you're saying. It's just like in my episode about the street, the subway preacher. It doesn't matter what language you're talking. They're not going to understand you. If they're not a believer, they're not going to understand you. And it's not a condescending thing. It's just true because they just don't They don't devote the time to it. There's a lot of studying that goes into, into being a follower of the Bible. A lot. I know, like every day, I read it and I study it, or I think about it, and I challenge my own beliefs and try to do more research on my, um, on my doubts. So it's not something that they're just gonna get, and that's okay. It's not. There's nothing wrong with it. But I just think a lot of people who are very proud to be Christian, or maybe to an extent, like false flag Christians, not true followers of the Bible, but. But go to church every Sunday and claim Christianity. Um, I think sometimes they scare people away with that. Why are you always so happy? Oh, because I follow Jesus. Now people think you're crazy because they don't understand what that means. So I think it's much better to say, well, you know, when I was younger, I, or, I, I mean, I'm saying it in a corny way, but somebody says, why are you happy all the time? I'll say, I didn't st- um, used to always be happy. <laughs> I used to be very angry and um, like depressed all the time. But the reason I felt like that was because I was very focused on material things, like the way I looked and the money, money I had, and just making my life seem like it's better than other people. Now that is relatable. That's something anyone who has been alive long enough will understand like as an adult anyone who's who's had to pay for their own anything will understand that kind of feeling of like oh i want my life to be good i want to have something cool to put on instagram like people are going to understand what you mean when you say that they're going to be like wow like that's cool i wish i could be like that and then see and that's not the point where you start talking about the bible either because you're going to scare them away because they don't get it they're not at that point yet that's what people need to understand. If you're really a Christian, and it's funny because that's how Jesus used to talk to people. Just, I mean, it wasn't all the time. Even when he used to say stuff where he was like, well, he would directly reference God or directly reference heaven, he was still giving them some kind of general kind of statement that could apply to something broader in a lot of different cases. It's just like, like, for example, or even just in the Bible, what does it profit the man to to inherit the world but lose his soul? That's something that somebody could relate to without being religious or reading the Bible. What is it, if you have everything in the world, but you, you, you lose your soul and soul just as something that makes you you, you lose that and you feel like nothing. What will it matter if you have everything if you're not happy? So I just feel like it's important to, connect with people on that level because even if you can't get them to ever consider reading the bible you're gonna make their lives better by helping them to turn away from sin which is the flesh in the physical world that's all the sin that's the sin getting caught up all of the sins involve getting caught up in the physical world that's what they involve that's what they're about that's what they're trying to cover so, and I and I really want to make a point to always mention that I'm I am not against gay people at all. Like I know I keep saying it, but I really want people to understand that when I'm saying sin, I'm not talking about. I'm let's leave Leviticus out of it. That's what I'm gonna say. <laughs> so when you tell someone turn to turn away from sin, it's not you could be dealing with somebody who really could benefit from being less vain. They could have so much plastic surgery, so much Botox that they're killing themselves. And if you tell that person turn away from sin, they're not going to listen to you. But if you meet them at their level and try to help them with what they're struggling with, which is their self-esteem and their self image, and help them to realize that they're fine how they are, eventually you can teach them what this is what God said. This is what the Bible says. You will find how you are. And so I know there's probably someone listening to this who want to twist what I'm saying and think, "Oh, that's like brainwashing." It's not I, you know what? It is a little bit like brainwashing because but the truth is the truth. If I'm telling you something that helps you, but I'm leaving out all of the fact that I got that I learned that from the Bible and then eventually I tell you it's from the Bible. Now you're going to associate the information I told you with the information that's in the Bible. And that's just true. It's just I can't tell you right away that it's from the Bible because then you're not going to want to hear it. And that's the fucked up part. And that's the reason I believe in the Bible so much, because that is so true. If I, I can go up to almost anyone in the street, almost pretty much anyone. And I live in New York City, so there's a lot of people to choose from. I could go to Wall Street, I could go to the hood, I could go to anywhere. Or oh, I have mad neighborhoods like within walking distance of where oh, I said Mad, that makes me sound old. You know what I'm saying? I have every type of person within walking distance in New York City. I could just walk and I could meet a million different people. If I ask any of if I ask any of those people about something they're struggling with, I can give any of them, any person that brings up anything. I can give any of them advice from the Bible without referencing it. And they'll think that it's amazing advice. They'll think it's great advice. They'll think it's ama- like great that I said it. It'll help them if they follow it. If they decide to follow it, it'll, it will help them. But just because they would rather it come from me as a person than for me to say that it came from the Bible. If I say, if I go up to 10 people, no. 10,000, let's say. No, that's too many. (laughs) 200 is a good... That's like a realistic amount of people I could talk to in a day. If I go up to 200 people and I say, can you tell me something you're struggling with in your life? And I give them advice as if I'm a tarot card reader or a medium. um, They're going to go, oh, wow, thanks. Let's say I have pre-printed out cards. If I say... What's an area of your life you're struggling with? Let's say they say love, and I pull out a little card with a little saying on it that's about love, but it's from the Bible, and it's like that um, you know, some kind of advice thing, helpful, motivating love message. I give it to them. Oh my God, this is wonderful. This is so helpful. Thank you. Oh, anything, money. Oh, oh my goodness. Thank you so much. This is so helpful. But the moment that I say, can I read you a Bible scripture that can help you with this area of your life? Oh no, I'm sorry, I'm not religious. Oh no, I'm sorry, I'm not. And you might, you might disagree with me. You may, but I really, am pretty sure that that's 100% accurate because I've seen people. This happened a few days ago. I keep seeing the subway preachers now. I I didn't see them for years, and they're coming back. They're making a comeback. So I saw a lady handing out pamphlets. She's being a little aggressive. I'm not gonna lie when you actually read the pamphlet, the pamphlet says, this is why I follow the Bible. This is why I believe in it. That's all it said on it. It didn't say, repent your sins. It wasn't like accusatory. It wasn't negative. It was just saying, you know, this is why I follow the Bible. I think the Bible gives great advice. I think the Bible is timeless. That's all that was in the, the little pamphlet. And people were looking at this woman like she was handing out I'm not exaggerating. Like she was handing out pamphlets for like the KKK or for Nazis, like for like Nazi paraphernalia. I mean, um, propaganda, whatever. You know what I'm saying? Like she was handing them like, you know, anti-abortion papers with like dead babies on it. That's how people were looking at her. Just for handing out these little pieces of paper that said, this is why I believe in the Bible. That's all it said on it. It didn't say anything about joining a church. It didn't say anything about why you should repent. It didn't even say anything about heaven or going to heaven and hell. It just was talking about the actual book of the Bible. And people were looking at her like she was handing out poison. It was crazy. And that's what I'm trying to say. If she was handing out, you know, a a cute infographic and it said, something trendy on it that people could put on their instagram like like fuck love or some shit like that everyone will be oh my god yes fuck love but or or let me see what's a better one oh fuck money let's say if she's handing out things let say that on it everyone will go oh my god that's so cool that's that's hot i want to take a picture and put it on my instagram oh my god i need this oh this is this is amazing i love this they would that's what they would do but you know what? That's what the Bible says. It just doesn't say it like that, but that's what it says. A million times over it says that. So just because if the back if it said F fuck money on the front and on the back it said <laughs> Jesus Christ, there's some crazy people would think that was really insane, but because of the cursing. Um, but you get the point. I'm just saying people it that's what I'm really trying to get a, a uh across, I think that's kind of going to be like the main message behind this podcast. Just because you meet bad Christians and just because you feel like there's something weird about religion and weird about the Bible doesn't mean that's what it actually is, that those Christians you met are probably not the real deal. I'm telling you, this is the way I got, that I started getting into the Bible was because I was so angry at the fact that so many people were claiming to be religious and they did not know the Bible at all. I knew the Bible more than them. They did not know what they were talking about. That's what really got me into the Bible. Because when I started really, I'm like, it's almost like the Christians are like gatekeepers to keep people away from it. Uh, Like, it's the craziest thing. It's like the people who represent the religion the most it's like they're the ones who repel people the most it's not and i think that's why you get this whole thing where it's like being a christian is about being strict and not doing anything and it's not about that it's about realizing you don't need to do these quote unquote fun things to have a happy life and to have a good time you don't need to be drunk to have a good time you don't need to have sex anonymously and and do all that stuff to have a good time. You don't need to just get attention for your looks in order to feel good and be happy. You don't need to put all your energy into manipulating people so you can take as much money as possible to be happy. That's the... The point I'm trying to get across—that's—it's not about oh Christians just don't do anything and they're straight edge and they just they're just losers and they just don't like people. Who, I, I again I just wish there was something else I could say besides Christians. I just I'm gonna I'm gonna keep saying followers of the Bible. So like true followers of the Bible, they're not avoiding doing. Simple activities that non-followers enjoy just because the Bible says so. That is such an important point to get across to people. It's not just oh well, the Bible says don't kill anyone, so I'm not going to kill anyone today. Like no, it no, it's just that's just not where how it works. The Bible says don't have sex before marriage, so I'm just not going to do it because it says it. It's that's not how it works. When you really read it, you understand that. All of the bad things that happen throughout the, the timeline of the Bible to all the people throughout time have have come out of sins of the flesh and sins of the physical world and obsession with those physical things. And we as followers of the Bible want to avoid that type of destruction in this lifetime as well as the next, but especially especially in this lifetime. I don't want to live a life with, of sin and think that that's what it means to be happy. I don't want to think that having a lot of followers and having a bunch of men lusting after me on on the internet is happiness and and that's where all my worth as a human being comes from and if I don't have that I'm miserable or I don't want to feel like all everything I do is about my reputation and if if I'm not showing off all the money I have and everywhere I'm going, I'm just nobody. I don't want to feel like that, so I just keep doing it, keep doing it. And there's never gonna be a point where it stops and it's enough. Never. It's not. Once you get on that track of wanting money, it's not gonna. You're never gonna have enough money. Once you're on that pattern of wanting money and showing it off, it's you're always gonna to want to accumulate and then show it off every. And it's like a step ladder. It's just something you just have to keep doing over and over because it's never going to be enough, especially if you have friends who are doing the same thing, because now you're going back and forth with them. and It's never going to be enough. It's always going to be about that, who has that flasher lifestyle, who has the better looking girl. And it's never about her personality with that or even with men or oh, who has the cu- who can get with the cutest guys. And it just keeps being about those things when you're living in sin. It just keeps being about that. And it's so hard to break out of it, and it's never worth it. It never feels worth it. It gives you that little sense of power. All those things they give you that that false sense of having power over something. But you have to understand, you don't have power. It's false. It's a false sense of power, empowerment, and and you can define that without putting it in the bible context but the bible tells you also that's the part i'm trying to emphasize i can tell you without referencing the bible that if you're a millionaire somebody else's name is still going to be on your check your check is still dependent on somebody else so your power is still in your mind for those for even with celebrities you look at really big celebrities kardashians kanye that's the biggest family out right now. That's the first thing that pops in my mind. Their whole success is dependent on us liking them. Every bit of it. And every person they meet has to like them. If they get one person saying that they're an asshole professionally, that's it. That's it. It'll start to be a a snowball, a domino effect. And it may not seem like that, but that is how easy it is to fall off from the top. It's very quick. To fall from the top. And what would what would happen if there was a Kardashian scandal that was big enough to make people hate them? to make the media turn on them. Make all of America turn on them. And I know people joke about them being like dumb and stuff, but I'm talking about something really bad, like like some crazy like pedophilia thing or like uh like they start they there's some video where they're all using the N word, like all of them with the hard R, every single Kardashian, even the babies, they're all just saying the N word and talking about how much they hate black people. And it's just all caught on tape. Let's just say, just as an example, I like them, but I'm just saying, as an example, if that happened this kind of untouchable family, as far as the amount of success they've had, if something like that happened, we're talking hard R, you know what I'm saying? Somehow it's all recorded and it's every single one of them saying it. They would get dropped from everything right away. And then what would they have? They would have, yeah, I mean, of course, they would have the money that they already had. It's not like their account would go to zero. But they would lose all of those things that make them feel powerful. Because the, the things that make them feel powerful are based off of the material world. I I'm not saying this to say it's bad to be successful. But this is why it's dangerous to make that like your main goal like, um, So that I feel bad. I really like that. I'm just using it as an example of how. Even the most powerful people. Have a point where they could fall. And they would be completely powerless instantly. So the real power is not from having those things or being famous or. Being wealthy, having a lot of followers, having a high position at your job, owning a company, its your power is not in those things. That's my point it, with that Kardashian example. Your power is not in that. that. All of those things can be taken away. Even people who seem like they're invincible, there's a way that all of that kind of power, that physical power, can be taken from them. And the only one who really has the power is God. And you can say, oh, but I don't believe in God. So what do you mean? So then if I don't believe, if you don't believe in God, who has the power? If you don't believe in God, no one, (laughs) no one has any power on this earth. No, no man, no woman, no physical being on this earth has true power. You're just trying to get the illusion of power. You're never gonna really be powerful. That definition that you you tell yourself of, oh, I'm in charge. I'm in charge of everyone in the company. I'm powerful. It, you're never gonna be that. You're as you're gonna keep chasing it, and you're never gonna have it because it doesn't exist. In in the physical world, you cannot have that power. You can say if you don't believe in God, everything I'm saying is still true. You. That power that you chase with your, you know, trying to obtain a bunch of degrees and, and it's not even really degrees, I shouldn't, but that can be it too. But just trying to, trying to show off everything you have. I'm just the reason I say degrees is some people get degrees just to show it off to other people, not to actually learn. So just that whole wanting to feel that feeling of being better than the next person, having something up on the next person, you can keep chasing it your whole life and it's never, it's never going to stop, you're never going to feel powerful enough, the more you chase it, the less powerful you're going to feel because think about this, out of, let's say you're not a millionaire, which you're probably not if you're listening to this because this is stupid, (laughs) but if you're not a millionaire right now, if you have like under $10,000 in your bank account and all your friends have that same amount, you've once you make $100,000, you're going to feel like you're the shit. Once you make your first $100,000, you're going to be like, oh, my God, I'm rich. Because all your friends make $10,000 or, or whatever, 5000 and below, let's say. And now you make 100000 So now you're like, oh, I am past all my friends. So you feel so successful. You're like the successful friend that they show to their other friends. But then once you make $100,000, you start making different friends. And guess what? Now your friends are millionaires. So now you they might have just hit their first million. Now you're trying to hit the first million cuz you want to keep up with your friends. And then what? You hit your first million. Guess what? Now you got different friends. And now with your with your first million friends, you're the head of the pack because you're almost in the multi millions. You're almost hitting like 5 million. So now you gotta impress the people who are making 10 million when you're almost hitting 5. Then, when you hit 10, you gotta impress the people making 100 million dollars. And then, once you go to 100 million, you gotta impress the billionaires. Or maybe even before that, you gotta impress the people who are making 500 million and then the billionaires so that you can feel good enough. And then what? You're probably never gonna make it to the billionaire. No, there's like no billionaires in the world you'll probably never even make it there so what? how are you going to feel you're just going to keep chasing that billionaire status until you die the end that's how everything is with anything of the flesh is like that vanity you're going to keep trying to look the best out of your 20 year old friends and then you're going to age out and you're going to keep trying to look the best out of your 30 year friends and eventually, you're not gonna. You're the all any twenty year old is gonna look better than you. Once you hit like seventy, <laughs> there's only so much you can do. Like there's some decent looking seventy year olds, but they look fifty. So the twenty year olds still look better than them. Like once you hit sixty, that's it for your looks. Period. Even if you're good looking, basically any twenty year old looks better than you. Like to a man, as a woman, it's different. We know it's different for men, but you know what I'm saying. <laughs> Because old guys, you know, younger girls like old guys. You know. But still, even with that, there's a certain age you're going to hit where you're just going to be old. And it's not, no one, you're not going to be like sexually attractive. And you, so, what are you going to do then? How, like, what if all your friends are just friends with you because of how you look? What are you going to do when you hit that next age bracket <laughs> and none of your friends care about how they look? They're just trying to stay alive. You know what I'm saying? You just, all of those things you chase, it's not really worth it. You should be chasing God. And if you don't believe in God, I don't know how you could not believe in God, but if you don't, you should be chasing things bigger than yourself. You shouldn't be chasing things that are temporary. And I know the defense to that is well, I'm young now. I want to enjoy now. It's still empty now. Like I saw every I, this was on Twitter it was like somebody was like getting married at 23 is like leaving the club at 9 at 9 p.m. and somebody re- replied to it and was like not everybody likes the club. Like there's some people who are 16 and they don't like doing stupid shit or they don't like doing whole shit. They just don't, they're just never going to go through that phase because they just know better naturally. But there's some people that have to go through that so they can learn that it ain't shit because it ain't shit. It's just a waste of time. Then Then you got all these girls out here. Like it's so every girl just shows their whole body on Instagram or they got a picture looking like a porn star. Even if they're not attractive, they got their head tilted and their lips sticking out and like this, you know, like the doll eye look. And then y'all going, why can't I get a boyfriend? Why do guys just wanna hook up with me? Cause you look like a fucking hoe on your Instagram. They don't care. They just why do you think they like you in the first place? Cause your personality, your funny captions. No, because you got your titties on your Instagram, bitch. Like, for real. Like this is real talk right now. This is real. Like that shit is not meaningful. This you gotta reevaluate your life. This if you're living for this flesh shit, like this physical material world is not real. I and I honestly I hope that more atheists start to go into the simulation theory instead of just being pure atheists. Because then at least you you have some kind of acknowledgement that you're not in control and and that your flesh st- reality is not is not worth anything because if it's not real it's not worth anything and I like the simulation theory for that reason because in a lot of ways it's it's more accurate than other religions but, I mean outside of the Bible which is what I believe because it's telling you this shit ain't real it's telling you this flesh life is not real this is fake all of it's fake it's a simulation it's all in your head so don't get caught up like that pursue what you want to pursue live your life for you and that's what that is saying the simulation theory it's some. there's something a little well the interesting thing about it is you would think oh, it's a little bit maybe it's like satanic or something but because um a lot of satanism has to do with serving the self doing what you want to do um and having like demons help you do do the things you want to do but i think with the simulation theory, I like the emptiness of it. Like, the whole concept that even if, so, under the simulation theory, if you're somebody who really wants to accumulate a lot of wealth, it becomes meaningless because it just, it just becomes something you do. It doesn't become something you're obsessed with. Whereas with Satanism, it's like, you won't, you worship the money and the feeling, the power that comes with it. But with Simulation theory, it's more like if you want to make money, go ahead. But it's all thing stim- it's not real, it's just numbers, you know, it's that kind of thing. And I feel like that's actually closer to the Bible than Satan, even though it, you know, it kind of teeters the line, like almost like a line in between. Um, but yeah, I just want people to understand that, um, This flesh world, this react, this so-called reality is not, don't feed into it. That's the most important thing. Regardless of your beliefs, I think you should read the Bible because it worked for me. If it didn't work for me, I wouldn't tell other people to read it. There's a lot of good information in it. A lot of tools that you can use to become somebody who is not of this physical world. That's what I'm all about. The whole, the start of me getting into the Bible This deeply was when I was involved in New Age. You know what? Maybe I'll save that for another episode because it's kind of a lot. So stay tuned for the next episode where I talk about ascension.